Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Is brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Four questions around the NFL. Smalls has it. CeCe and I answer it as we broadcast live from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Smalls, first down. What do you got? First down. Oh, go ahead, Mikey. There you go. First down. Love the sounder. Game today, guys. Black Friday game. Dolphins at Jets. Kick is 3 p.m. Eastern time. Here's the question. Aaron Rodgers wants to come back. He's trending to come back uh, December 2nd for his 40th birthday. Is it even worth Aaron Rodgers to attempt this comeback based on the situation that the New York Jets find themselves in? No, because I think Aaron Rodgers looks at it as trying to lay the foundation for what this team will become uh, in 2024, which is hopefully a title contender. So him getting back and allowing them to play some semblance of competitive ball, I think it absolutely matters. I just don't understand whether – well, I just don't – I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to the risk of injury, which is why I'm a proponent of the organization protecting the player from himself. All right, let's do it this way. I'm going to answer the question this way. CC, you know the NFL better than anyone. You played 11 years. CC, who's going to win today? The Dolphins or the Jets? The Dolphins. Okay, <laughs> that means the Jets are going to drop to 4-7. and seven. Then they have the Falcons at home. Okay, maybe even if they win that, let's call it 5-7. and seven. Then they have the Texans. Texans are better than them right now, right? 5-8. Mm-hmm. and eight. At the Dolphins, 5-9. and nine. Commanders, 6-9. and nine. At the Browns, 6-10. and ten. Then at the Patriots, maybe 7-10. and ten. So we're looking at a potential 6-7-8 win season. Why would he come back? And I saw a tweet. Uh, Greg Doyle is a great writer in Indianapolis, Indy Star, I believe. He basically put out there, if Rodgers has this unbelievable plan to get back off of this injury, and it's some such a brilliant procedure that he had and all this rehab is never before seen, why isn't he telling everybody about it? Why are we hiding ways of getting back? If there's some unbelievable procedure and unbelievable rehab pro- process that Aaron Rodgers has, why are we keeping this a secret from everybody? Wouldn't other athletes want to know? CeCe, if you had an injury during your career and you heard of another defensive lineman that had a similar injury and all of a sudden made it back in half the time because they had a procedure or they went through a process that nobody else went through, why are we keeping that proprietary? Because the game is to be sold, not to be told, Ev. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers' version of the TB12 method. Mm -hmm. Why not? If he's able to come back off of this type of injury when everybody said it wasn't possible, then everybody's going to be going to this dude, similarly to when everybody was going to Kobe Bryant and figure out what he was doing to get his body back healthy from injury. So maybe that just adds to the mystique, the lore that Aaron Rodgers is trying to to build in, in the twilight of his career. But, I, I, I mean, this has always been a guy that's about alternative medicine. He's about alternative methods. And this doesn't surprise me, the fact that he's not forthcoming with, uh, with all of the things that he's doing to get back healthy. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a secret. 
maybe he just hasn't detailed it fully, but clearly there was a different avenue he could go down. I just think most people probably go with the advice that they're getting from the facility and the the medical staff that they have at their disposal. And it seems like he went outside of all that was you know available to him to go this alternative route. So I don't know if it's a secret so much as he just went a, diff- a different way. By the way, also side note with Rodgers, kind of interesting. His two former coaches were on display yesterday and both their quarterbacks looked pretty great. And Dak Prescott and Jordan Love. And the one he wants is Nathaniel Hackett, who I know was with those guys. But still, I mean, kind of interesting. Dak looks great right now. Love looks great right now. Just saying. Second down. Steelers and Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Guys, who do you have more faith in to make the playoffs, Pittsburgh or Cincinnati? <laughs> That's the answer is a laugh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm going to go with Pittsburgh just because it's Mike Tomlin, but I don't feel great about it because how could you with Kenny Pickett as the quarterback? And there's only one current starting quarterback that has a worse QBR in the season than Kenny Pickett. And that's Bryce Young. The other guy that would have been next in line is Zach Wilson. And he just got benched for Tim Boyle. So that just shows you how bad Kenny Pickett is. He's bad enough to get his offensive coordinator fired. And after they've scapegoated Matt Canada, I got to feel like the next in line is going to be Kenny Pickett. Now, there is no excuse as to why he can't get it done. They've got the personnel around him for them to be an effective passing game, for them to be an effective offense. I mean, they ran the ball for 160 yards with their running backs last week against the Cleveland Browns. You got balance. It's just about the quarterback being able to make throws, and he didn't against that Cleveland Browns defense. Now, I get it. The Browns defense is best in class. But the Cincinnati Bengals, they're top five when it comes to takeaways. And Kenny Pickett, that's one of the things that he's got to be careful of and not giving the ball away, giving the game away. So I would say that I've got more confidence in the Steelers getting to the playoffs, but it ain't by much. All right, so when you look at football, or when I look at football teams, excuse me, I look at coach-quarterback combination, right? Like That's where I start. That's what, where fans start. People that didn't play forever in the league like CeCe, we all kind of start there, right? We don't know the ins and outs the way that CeCe would, or we, we – we can't claim to know the ins and outs like CC would. So when I think about coach and quarterback in this compare and contrast, who am I ranking number one overall? It's Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Now, if if hypothetically Joe Burrow was there, you may say I may put Joe Burrow ahead of Tomlin by a little bit. I have more faith in him, but it's Tomlin. Then it's probably Zach Taylor. Then it may be the unknown of Jake Browning, and then it may be Kenny Pickett. I'm not sure. But because it's Tomlin, I got to go there. I have more faith in the Steelers making the playoffs because that's what Tomlin does. He makes something out of nothing at all times. We know what Kenny Pickett is, though, right, guys? Like, he he's proven himself to be a known commodity at this point. We feel pretty confident saying we know who he is as a quarterback. We don't know what Jake Browning. And I know that, of course, they're going to be confident in him heading into this game, or at least that's the front that they're going to show to the world. But, but Cincinnati seems confident in him. I love his response when asked about this opportunity. He said that at every level he's played in, he's won, he feels confident. So I feel like right now I'd rather go with the unknown quantity than the known quantity in Cincinnati. All right, third down. Patriots at Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Which team needs to lose more? Chris Canty's New York Giants or Evans' New England Patriots? I mean, I would say my New York Giants because I want my team to have the higher draft pick. 
This is really what it's all about, right? Positioning for the draft pick. Uh, I mean, ultimately, that's that's what I'm angling for. Like, the Giants have an 85% chance to have a top five pick. The Patriots have a 59% chance to have a top five pick. The Giants have a 12% chance of having the number one overall pick. And the Patriots are right behind them with the fourth shortest odds at, five, at a 5% chance of having the number one overall pick. So, to me, this is about the team that loses actually being the winner. And I hate that my team has put me in a situation now where wins are actually losses at this point because it lowers our draft position. So CC is a thousand percent right because of two things here. Well, because of one thing mainly, actually, I think about it. The Giants history as a franchise is phenomenal. The, the Giants lore and the feeling that people get around the New York Giants Unbelievable. But I'll almost use what we've kind of said today about Eric Bieniemy with the Washington Commanders. If you look at what he is now, it's a yikes. If you look at what he's been, it's unbelievable. Kansas City offensive coordinator. At some point, we have to acknowledge the Giants are horrific and have been horrific for a long period of time. I know they made the playoffs last year, but before that, 4 and 13, 6 and 10. 4 and 12, 5 and 11, 3 and 13. Okay, they had an 11 and 5 season. 6 and 10, 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 9 and 7. Since CC won the Super Bowl, this team has been, for lack of a better way of saying it, an absolute joke. They have been awful. But we think because they're the New York Giants, they have this, this lure to them that they don't have. So the answer, who's in a more must lose scenario, is the Giants because they haven't been good seemingly in forever. I just cannot believe that my team rightfully is in this conversation. I, I just can't believe this. that we Because we heard for probably the last 10 years of the 20-year run, this is the year. This is the – it's going to happen. Brady and Belichick are going to lose it. They won three Super Bowls after they supposedly lost it. I mean, it's unbelievable that they are in this situation with the Giants who stink and have stunk for a while now. And yeah, no wonder why CeCe's proud of his Super Bowl. That's the last time they were going to. They weren't even (laughs) close to this. He should be proud of it no matter what. How did we get here? How did that man who won a Super Bowl with this team and me who's a front runner with the Patriots get in a must-lose scenario this week? What is happening? All right, I'm done. You okay? No, I'm not. What's the point of being a front runner if you can't run in front? Yeah, but all good things come to an end. And no, they came I don't to want an end that to happen. They chose Belichick over Brady. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Fourth down. Bills at Eagles. 4.25 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Guys, is this the Bills' last stand, this game versus the Eagles? Yes. Yes, this is their last stand. I mean, now here's the thing. They have the second toughest remaining strength of schedule of any AFC team. Only the Bengals have a tougher remaining schedule, but they've got this game against the Eagles. They've got a game against the Cowboys, a game against the Chiefs, and a game against the Dolphins. It's not going to be easy for Buffalo to get to where they want to go. I think it's an uphill climb for them to get one of those wild card spots in the conference because they're just a little bit behind when it comes to overall wins, but yeah, I think this has the makings of the last stand for the Buffalo Bills. All right, I'm going to answer this question by asking you both a question, and this may result in you both destroying me, so what <laughs> else is new? I have been so critical of the Buffalo Bills all year. I have destroyed Josh Allen all year, and yet today I have twice 
picked Buffalo to upset Philadelphia. I know. I'm wow. shocked. Why am I doing this? I have no idea. I'm shocked. Why are you doing? You tell are you us. Okay. Are you well? I'm full. I'm still full from yesterday. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Right. Is the what? What's the um. The thing in Turkey that makes you tired? Oh, uh, tryptophan? tryptophan? Is the tryptophan gone to your head? Are you a little sleepy when making these picks? All right, let me walk, maybe. So let me walk through my quick thought process and you tell me if I'm crazy. Yes. Oh. All right. <laughs> right. Back to you, yeah, Smalls. That's the answer. That guys. was Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Coming up, who's more of an MVP <laughs> candidate, Dak or Purdy? We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. I mean, you know, in about a half hour, we have our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day. I think we may have just had it behind the scenes a little bit. Mikey C in today producing. Pat Costello was so mean. So mean. So mean to him just now. Mikey. Can I, Accurate. Can I say what Mikey would just happen? Go yes. ahead, please. Okay. Yes, Mikey was dating a nice young lady. Yeah, I asked him about his dating life. Mikey yeah. is my friend from oh, we we go way back in our time at ESPN, and he always keeps me up to date on what's happening in his love life. Okay, so as a good friend, I was I was inquiring. I wanted to know an update. So neither Cece nor I knew that you guys were such good friends because Smalls went in, and Cece's like, "I'm sorry, what happened yeah. just now?" So <laughs> so I was basically, just like, what's up? tell me what's up. So Mikey said, "Hey, I I, I just actually recently um, had a breakup, yeah. and I broke up with the person." And and Smalls said, "Why?" Mikey said, well, after two weeks, she wanted me to meet her parents, and that was a little too much. To which Pat Costello said, what, Patrick? I said, I don't think it's too fast. I don't know how many more two weeks you got. 
Well, you, you made a reference to my age because yeah, I'm you're in my like, 40s. Yeah. And you think he should date anyone because of his age, Look, that it doesn't matter? You just take anyone, that you should not have any selection in your life? I've been any- around <laughs> enough Mikey C relationships at this point to know that, you know, maybe we should stick one of these out once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you're, saying, you're saying most people wow. have characteristics and qualifications of people that they're attracted to or they like, and you're saying Mikey C's qualifications should just be breathing? I'm just saying. That's what he's saying. Maybe yeah, let's maybe not back out after two weeks. Beggars can't so be choosers. So Mikey C. Serial monogamous. Got it. Understood. <laughs> wow. I mean, two weeks. Two weeks. You know, dating and meeting. That's that's quick, right? I think so. Thank did you. you. Well, hold on. Let me, let me let me for clarification, Smalls, just so I can make sure that we're on the same page and that nobody's going to social jail here. Yeah. If if you're dating someone and the parents happen to stop by unannounced, unbeknownst to the other person, is that a red flag? No, that's is fair. that a red flag too, or is it just the organized meet the parents type of visit? So I think every relationship works on its own timeline. Some people really okay. believe in love at first sight, and you could meet somebody and know within a day that this is going to be your person, and that within two weeks you want them to meet your parents. But not everybody operates like that. Some people might need a full calendar year, a full 365 to even feel comfortable suggesting that you meet the parents. I think everybody is different. And if it is... Uh, the parents happened to stop by. Just know that they didn't stop by. That was pre-planned by one party. There's no, there's no way the parents, after two weeks, just happened to bump over to bring some <laughs> leftovers from Thanksgiving. They're coming over because they want a scouting report. Yeah, there were a lot okay, of Okay, so I got another question, Smalls. Yeah. I got yeah. another question, yeah, another ahead. clarification. What happens if you meet the individual at a get-together where your parents also might be there? So say it's like a holiday gathering, friends and family someplace. You meet somebody and then they've already met your parents, is it like then okay to do the, hey, let's go out to dinner within the first few weeks of dating with my folks, or is that still too soon? Oh, yeah, because you've already ripped that Band-Aid off. If they've already met okay. your family and, and they know what the vibe is, they know your certain particular type of crazy or weirdness, because that's what it is. Everybody's family has a different energy, and we all no have doubt. our little quirks. If you've already met my family at a get-together, then it shouldn't be weird if you want to, a couple weeks later, join us for dinner. Let's expedite this thing. Interesting. Mikey, are, you shouldn't, you shouldn't there, be so so hesitant. Well, I, two weeks seems very quick. There were probably a lot of people yesterday who had their Thanksgiving and met the uh, you know the other person's family for the first time. Those are always nerve wracking situations. My situation is fascinating because I my wife and I have known each other our whole lives, but we didn't know each other as in a relationship. So when like we started dating, you're then meeting the parents differently than you've ever met them before. You know what I'm saying? Because like oh I know them through different people, and then like oh they're dating my kid. Very much different in that regard. But they're the same people. Though. No, you look at it differently, Cece. You do. I'm telling you. I'm Wait, telling you. Can I give you guys a situation that happened to me one time and get your read on it? Of course. So I was dating this guy, and he was helping me find an apartment. He was like, I know a bunch of people. I'm going to set up some showings for you. He went prior, took some videos, to, so I wasn't going to waste my time. I was like, great. So I went with one of my friends to go view the apartment, and there's a guy that's waiting for me there. He, he, I thought, was the realtor. He lets me in. He gives me the tour. I leave. 
I text the guy. I'm like, oh, thank you for arranging that. It was so great. He's like, yeah, my dad thought you were great. Oh, my God. And I go, oh, the my God. guy oh in my the God. apartment was your dad? He never told me it was his dad. The dad never said, hey, I'm ex's dad. I just. Well, w- then did you ask for the name of the realtor or no? No, he's just like, he's going to be there waiting for you. So, like, Bob's going to be there. And that's yeah, it. yeah. Jim's oh, going to be screen, there. They, screen, they used the apartment hunting as an opportunity to scream. I that's thought it was exactly shady. I was like, why that did no one shady. tell me? All right, I got to ask a real personal dad. question very then on shady. this as a follow-up. <laughs> did that guy break up with you ultimately or you broke up with him? Um, I broke up with him. Okay, because if he It was bro- kind of a mutual thing. We, yeah, we were but friendly, here's the thing. but it was just not a good thing. Cece, if he broke up with her, that means the dad broke up with Smalls, right? <laughs> that means the dad's yeah. like, she ain't it for you. No, but the fact that he actually told her that it was his dad yes. means that the dad approved of it. Like, uh, otherwise, she would have never known that that was his dad. The dude would have just came up with some baloney reason to break up with her. Like, uh, it would have been bogus. So I just, it's, I think they used the apartment hunt as an opportunity to screen smalls under those circumstances. I respect it, although I will say it was very, very shady. Did you take the apartment? I did not. Okay. And you know what? I, I really dissected this afterwards you know you go into view an apartment and right. you're you're looking through everything you're critical of certain things i was like oh this bathroom's terrible no natural light i'm saying all these things to my friend not knowing that this is the guy i'm dating's dad who runs the building who runs the apartment it just felt like a setup i didn't like it things felt a little tense after that yeah i also would be nervous if like the guy i'm dating's dad is running the building like, they're keeping tabs on me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and he didn't tell me that until after I said I wasn't going to take the apartment. That so is think, really So think shady. about that. If I would have said, yeah, I'll take it, not knowing that the guy who runs the building is the guy I'm seeing's dad. I just thought the whole His thing His dad was, would basically have keys to your apartment. Yeah. yeah. Not basically. Not basically. They would. Yeah, they he would. would. He owns the building. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I went to see it with a guy friend, and the dad had questions about that. He texted his son and was like she's here with the guy how did you find yourself in this situation i have no idea but i don't it didn't understand work out. i mean it that is work out. that is this brutal. was clearly a setup it was, just, this was a this setup, was right? clearly a setup totally the feds were watching <laughs> man wow all right well what do you learn here don't go apartment shopping with smalls that's what you learn here if she wants to go out and run a real estate business man oh man <laughs> All right, yesterday we saw, obviously, three games. Two QBs were awesome, specifically Jordan Love had three touchdowns, 339 yards, had a huge first down run in that game late. Dan Campbell, I, I don't know, I still don't understand what he was doing, that fake pun in his own territory in that game, which clearly did not work. And you had Dak Prescott with four touchdowns, 331 yards in that game. He now has 23 touchdowns, six interceptions, and three uh, 300 yards plus, four touchdowns in four straight home games for the Dallas Cowboys for Dak Prescott, and they've won 13 home games in a row overall. If I gave you both an MVP vote right now, and you only had two candidates, you could only vote for Purdy or Dak, where are you going? I'm going Dak. I'm going Dak. And the, the reason why I'm going Dak is because we've already seen what Brock Purdy is without the full complement of weapons without the entire supporting cast for the 49ers. And it wasn't very good. That three game span that offense scored in the teens. And a part of being an MVP is being able to overcome when things are less than ideal. I think we can say that much more about Dak Prescott than we can about Brock to this point. Now I get it. The Cowboys haven't beaten a team with a winning record. I mean, they're owing two in this season. So that, that, that gives you a little bit of a, 
of a, an eyebrow raise at it or it makes you look at it with a little more scrutiny. But what we saw yesterday from Dak and what we've seen from him with the t- totality of this season, it's hard to ignore how well he's playing. He's top three in QBR and top three in passer rating. He hadn't been this good from a statistical standpoint since his rookie year. So I give Dak all the credit in the world. If I had to vote one or the other, I'm going with Dak as MVP. I'm with Canty. For everything he just said, we've seen Brock Purdy not be the same version of himself when the San Francisco 49ers aren't completely healthy and he doesn't have all of those offensive weapons around him. And Dak has been playing great this season. I think he's more of a reason for the Dallas Cowboys' success than Brock Purdy. And that's not to take any way, anything away uh, from Brock Purdy, who's been outstanding this season as well. But I would give it to Dak. All right, so if we then put it in bigger picture comparison purposes and we look at the odds on ESPNU here, courtesy of ESPN Bet, for the MVP as to where Dak is relative to everyone else, we're looking at a guy that has the 23 touchdowns, that has the six interceptions. I believe he's second in QBR in the NFL right now behind Brock Purdy. Are we looking at him? But but as per the odds we're showing ESPN Bet, he went up. Um, yesterday because he was plus 1,500 pregame and now is plus 700. Tua is ahead of him, obviously plays today against the Jets. Mahomes ahead of him at plus 450. Lamar is ahead of him at plus 350. And Jalen Hurts at plus 250. There's a difference between better candidacy than Purdy and great candidates. CeCe, is he a great candidate in your mind for MVP right now? Uh, Dak, uh, I don't know, because I don't think the Cowboys are going to win the division. And I have a hard time seeing a guy win an MVP of the league if he can't beat his, be, uh, win his division. Now, we'll see what happens when the Eagles go down to Jerry's world in a few weeks. But that, that to me, is the biggest hurdle for Dak winning MVP this year is can you beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Can you win the NFC East? I couldn't tell you the last time a non-division winner won the MVP award, but I would guess that it's been in a really long time. So that would be the biggest hurdle for me in terms of the narrative around Dak for MVP being able to lead to him getting the hardware. It's can he win his division? And right now the eight ball says doubtful. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dak, an MVP candidate? Or just a better MVP candidate now than the other great quarterback who played yesterday in Brock Purdy. Coming up, is a win over Michigan bigger than a national championship for Ohio State? One former great Ohio State player thinks so. We'll get into that next. Coming up on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Candy, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. How many uh, leftover ham sandwiches have you had so far, Cece? Two so far. Two so far. But I'm about to hit it in about 28 minutes. I'm going to get after it pretty good. And then what is lunch if this ham sandwich sliders are like the, I guess breakfast we'll call that. What do you do leftover lunch? Well, because I'm doing a brunch today, it'll probably be skip lunch altogether and wait for dinner. And that'll happen around halftime of the Black Friday game between the Dolphins and Jets. What are we eating That's the game plan for today. Right? All leftovers. All leftovers. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. buying no food. Ain't nobody going out to grab nothing. It's all leftovers today. Is there any duck left, CC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty, there's plenty of duck left, Smalls. There's plenty of duck left. We got about three quarters of a duck left. Ooh. So I'm going to get after it pretty good. And do you do like a whole display for everybody today? Like a whole setup or everybody just go grab it at what they want in the fridge? No, this is everybody get it at your own pace. There's got it. no set dinner time. It's like, hey... Get in where you fit in. You know the food is in there. It's on you to do it. Nobody's going to heat it up for you. <laughs> Nobody's going to make you a plate. This is on your own. Everybody that had a hand in cooking Thanksgiving dinner, they're done with that. They're not doing none of that no more. So it's on you to get your plate and you know have lunch, dinner, whenever you want. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Dr. Pepper call in line or on Twitter at UnsportsESPN. If you want to hit us up on your leftover meals today, what are you rocking uh, for the Thanksgiving leftovers? So earlier on our show, and you can go back and listen in the 8 a.m. Eastern hour on the ESPN app to our podcast, former Ohio State running back Beanie Wells told us he would rather beat Michigan as an Ohio State alum tomorrow than win a national championship. Okay. Listen, I understand Michigan-Ohio State is a way of life. It's not just a rivalry. I totally understand that. I understand that Ohio State has has lost two years in a row to Michigan. I think this is crazy, though. You could win a national championship. If the trade-off is you have one or the other, you could either have a win against Michigan or win a national title, you're telling me Ohio State fans are choosing a win against Michigan versus a national championship? What is this? Why would you do that? Can anyone explain this to me? Am I on an island alone thinking this is nuts? I, I listen, it is nuts. It is crazy. Thank you. Beanie Wells told you that he was crying as a kid mm-hmm. when Ohio State lost the game. But yeah, Ev, that's why they're fans. It's short for fanatic. It's not rational. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But it doesn't matter that whether or not it makes sense to us. If you're in it, then you feel a way about it. And clearly, the fact that they've lost back-to-back games against Michigan and they could potentially lose a third straight game, especially with them being as an underdog going into the big house, I, yeah, it absolutely is one of those things that would affect you to the point where you would pass on the opportunity to win a national championship just so you don't have to be miserable for another calendar year until the game rolls around again. This game is their national championship in a lot of ways. I know you're viewing it through the scoreboard of dropping a banner, winning a national championship. Maybe this is their version of that. And I think even if Ohio State went on, if somehow they lose to Michigan, but they remain in the playoff, they go on, they win a national championship. There will be a lot of people in the state of Ohio that said, Ryan Day won a national championship, comma, 
But he lost to Michigan again. It would be. It, oh my God! I, I am. I'm. You think it's crazy? I, I am do. not wrong. I'm telling you right now, as somebody that is a Big Ten girl that has had experience. I with was both, in the Big Ten too. That's it's ridiculous. Right. So I don't know why you don't understand this. A I do. Bit more I just then. think it's dumb. I got to be honest. I think it's dumb. I'm sorry that you just said what you said, which is probably true. That okay, yeah, sure. Ryan Day won a national championship. Sure, we did it the year after C.J. Stroud left. Yeah, I get it. We beat Georgia two-time champ in the national championship, but we lost to Michigan. What? What are we talking about here? I get it. It's the biggest rivalry out there. CeCe, you've told us the story many times about when you were with the Ravens, how intense the rivalry was with the Steelers. If I said to you you're 0-2 against the Steelers that year, but you win the Super Bowl, you're taking that every day of the week. This is nuts to me. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, Ev, it is nuts. But that's what happens when you get in the middle of these rivalries. And, and here's the thing. I think if you would trade one game, losing to Michigan, in order to win a national championship, like if they were able to complete it last year, losing to Michigan, but they found a way to beat Georgia and then found a way to win the Natty, okay, cool, that's one thing. But to lose the game for three straight years, that's the part that's hard, hard to digest. Like passing on winning in a rivalry game for three straight years in order to win a national title – I don't know. I don't know that those. Well, matter of fact, we do know those fans don't think it's worth it, and I can understand why they wouldn't. Because your rival would have bragging rights for what is it? A thousand days? I'm 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 all set on that front. Wait so a second. Wait, why- CC, CC, I got to ask you something on this. You're saying right. bragging rights for a thousand days, but the other team would be the national champion in this hypothetical, right? It doesn't matter. I know, but think matter. about how crazy this this whole thing is. It it just doesn't matter. It, I, I get what you're saying, Ev, but I'm just telling you how those folks in that part of the country feel about this matchup. That's how it goes down. But but here's the thing. Both of these teams are looking at this as a playoff elimination game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if the, lo- the loser of this game, because of the competition and the top ten in the college football playoff rankings, they're not going to have a chance to win an Addy. So if the goal for both teams is to win a championship, the only way you're going to do it is by being able to win tomorrow. And that's why there's more pressure on Ryan Day in this game than there's ever been while he's been the head coach at Ohio State. You know what I think it boils down to, guys? I think they hate the opposition more than they love themselves. They they hate Ohio State or Michigan much more than they care about their own success. Their success is beating the person that they hate. And as somebody who has hate-watched a team, I understand that feeling. I really resonate with that because – your victories aren't as sweet versus other people as they are versus that rival. That's that's the endorphin hit that you get throughout the calendar year is playing this specific team and beating this team. Now I'm just rooting somehow, some way, and it basically can't happen, but I'm rooting somehow, some way for the loser of this game to win the national championship and then for us to interview somebody the next day associated with that school and them tell us it was a bad season. Because they lost to the other one. That that's now what I'm rooting for. Art in Ohio, listening on fourteen ten AM in Ohio. What's up, Art? Uh, I am here to tell you that uh, losing to Michigan last year hurt more than losing to Georgia in the semifinals. It was uh, it was brutal. Okay, so play uh, out the hypothetical. I- play out the hypothetical. <laughs> we give you a loss tomorrow as an Ohio State fan, but we give you a title. Or we give you a win tomorrow, but no title. Which one are you taking? I would take the win tomorrow, but no oh, title. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It's a different I scoreboard, Ev. You're, you're looking at it through a different lens than they are. No hesitation. 
Like, no hesitation at all. Art said it. Beanie Wells said it. We could probably run run through the callers. Oh and they might say the same thing because this is the national championship for them. Tony in Delaware watching on ESPNU. What's up, Tony? Hey, good morning. I just want to say that I enjoy watching the show. And I just wanted to make a comment real quick on the Ohio State, um, Michigan, that you folks are talking about. And I think Michelle Smallman has it perfectly correct. For us alumni um, from Ohio State, we don't want to ever lose to that team. In fact, we, on campus, we don't even really say the name, right? We call them the team up north. So I think in <laughs> wow. terms of uh, championship, yeah, we'd like to win a championship. And Michelle actually quoted it very nice. If we do go on and lose to Michigan and get to a national championship and win it, that's going to be the narrative. The narrative is going to be, hey, Ryan Day won a national championship, but guess what? We lost to Michigan again. It's a comma, right, Tony? There's, it's like there's, a comma, there's no but. narrative when you win a title. I don't even remember what the heck you did in the regular season, CeCe, when you guys beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. There's it's no different. narrative. You won it all. It's yeah, we lost four straight games at one point in that season, but guess what? Nobody thinks about that time because we won a Super Bowl. Exactly. But it's not the same it when it comes to this. It's not the same when it comes to college football. The history between these two programs, the pageantry around it, the, the rivalry, the geography, all of that stuff factors into why they, they don't want to lose to one another. So it, it matters, and I think it's, it's at a different level than any other rivalry that we have in sports. That's why you can't really compare it to the National Football League. It's hard to compare to anything. It stands alone by itself as the single biggest rivalry game in all the sports. All right, coming up, we have our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. But first, CC has this from oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly, are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windshield. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you choose from their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. They'll even install them free of charge. That's free 99, y'all. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're something like a phenomenon, I guess. What, right now? It's the LL song in the background, is it not? It is. Okay, I'm just making sure. Just making sure. All right, uh, Unsportsmanlike moments of the day. So something weird, something different, something odd that happens that makes us laugh, of course. Yesterday, you know, Matt LaFleur is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, right? We know that. 
Halftime, mm-hmm. you run off the field and you go to the locker room. Right. I don't know that I've ever seen a coach stopped by security and route to the locker room. The security guy got in his way and kind of tried to stop him. And LaFleur is looking back at him like, what are you doing? I, and then he was furious afterwards. I, CeCe, I have never seen anything like that. No, I haven't. I don't know what was going on with that one, but Matt LaFleur was clearly trying to get somewhere, and the security guard was doing way too much, way too much. Did he not realize that that was the head coach of the other team? I don't think he did. There's no way. There's no way. That has to be the only answer, right? Yeah. But I don't know. But here's the part I don't understand, though. That's a division rival in the Green Bay Packers. How do you not know who the hell the head coach is if you're security on the field? Do you maybe think he, like, maybe he was like trying to disrupt him. Maybe he was trying to get him out of his groove since the Packers were winning. Maybe he was trying to take one for the team. Do you think LaFleur gave him, a, uh, gave him a Chris Carlin head up before he oh, ran into him? Oh. Well, if he did heads up, he wouldn't have had the interaction like that. I'm just saying. Also, Thanksgiving Day games yesterday. So, obviously, the Cowboys beat up on the Commanders 45-10. Jerry Jones post game reacting to Dak Prescott during the game eating turkey on the sidelines. Well, if I thought we could uh, have results and him play like he is, I'll make that a statement on the sideline for a home game. <laughs> Every home game. We can find enough turkey if we can get to the, the, that type of play. You know what would be amazing? You know how some teams kind of like stumble into these things that they do on the sidelines? Like I remember years ago, Miami had the turnover chain. Yeah. And it was like yeah. a big thing, a rallying cry. Can you imagine if D- Jerry's like, you know what? Turkey seems like a thing now. And that he just buys turkeys every single week. That if they're winning late, that he has somebody deliver turkeys to the sidelines during it's, Cowboys games. It's their creed. It's their creed. Exactly. <laughs> it's their, uh, what's the Philly song that we love? That's amazing. Dancing on my own. Yeah. It's their, it's dancing their Gloria. On my own. Yeah. It's their Gloria with the blues. Okay. Turkey. No, Cece? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, not that not that Jerry wouldn't do it, but I don't think that's why the Cowboys ran roughshod over the commanders. They ain't had nothing to do with the, the turkey. It had to do with how bad the Washington football team is. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it was funny to see that the Cowboys didn't have to take the game that seriously and that they were eating turkey in the fourth quarter out of the red kettle. But if you're a commanders fan, you got to be disgusted that that's the state of affairs with your team. Yeah, that's embarrassing if you're a Washington fan. But imagine the Dallas Cowboys, guys. We just know in their DNA somehow they find a way to mess it up in the biggest of moments, right? Imagine that Jerry does put the turkey on the sidelines. They they win out in the regular season, and somehow it's the turkey on the tray on the sidelines that somebody runs into, and it becomes a part of the reason why they lose. Can't you just see it playing or out? Or it's food one? poisoning. Or it's food poisoning. It's like not cooked well oh, enough, yes. and like Dak oh is God. throwing up on the sidelines. Couldn't side you see oh, it going no, down no. like that, though? No, that would, be, the no that would be the Jets. That would be the Jets the Jets would have that, and you'd have – like, Rodgers would be vomiting on the sidelines. Like, did anybody yeah. cook this? It looks raw. The salmonella yeah. whatever is in there. Oh, my God. That Only the Jets. Only the Jets. All right, last nominee for unsportsmanlike moment of the day slash week here, and then we'll get CeCe's best bet for tonight ESPN bet. Um, Stephen A. Smith, first take. Obviously amazing with Molly Karam every single week, 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Stephen A. brought his nephew, Jace, onto the show with him this week. Well, the rest is as follows. Here with Stephen A. Smith and his nephew, Jay Smith. Hello. Jace, great to have you with us. Did I not did, 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 speak, yeah. First of all, did I not tell you don't speak until you've spoken to? And if you don't speak, speak louder so the audience can hear you. Okay. Go ahead. 
tell me, what's your favorite NFL team? The Cowboys. <gasps> oh, that's where the hat came from. I did not know Who's your that my little nephew was a Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott. Stephen A's hitting him with the Cowboy hat. <sighs> Jace, how's Stephen A as an uncle? Uh, good. Be honest. Uh, scary. Oh. <laughs> scary. You would say he's good, but he's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. He's kind of moody, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he's nice and then sometimes he's in a bad mood, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Jace, it's really nice to meet you. That was brilliant by Molly. <laughs> Molly's like <laughs> just getting her uh, critique of oh Stephen A by God. way of Jace. Oh, that was awesome. It's like he's good. And then Molly was like, Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Scary. (laughs) Yeah, but how about Jace? Jace is coming for Stephen A's spot. He shows up with the voice, the confidence. He's not afraid to say he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He's got the props on set. I feel like he's the next big superstar here at ESPN. It's Jace. Amazing. Jace Smith taking our jobs one day. Stephen A bullying his nephew on national TV, man. When you're Stephen A, you can do that. That's not for the sure. Kid, not the kids, though. What did, what, did, what did Jace do to Stephen A? He just said he's a Cowboys fan. He loves Dak Prescott. If you're related to Stephen A, do you have to name kids with an A middle name? So it's like Jace A. Smith. Like every Because like, I would want the connection. you got to have the A in there. Jace A. Smith. That's what I'm going to call the nephew. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Okay. All right. Anyway. Sure uh, CC, best bet tonight. ESPN bet. What do you got? All right. So we got to go with the Black Friday game because it's the first time we have it in the National Football League. And we all know that the Miami Dolphins are going to beat the brakes off of the New York Jets, right? Okay. So how can we make this a little more interesting? Will you be dialed in for the majority of the game? Simple. <laughs> go with the player prop bets from the Miami Dolphins offense. So we got two of the throw for multiple touchdown passes. So two are over one and a half passing touchdowns. Tyree Kill to score a receiving touchdown and Raheem Mostert to score a rushing touchdown that plays out at that pays out at a juicy plus 575. That's juicier than your your leftover turkeys or ham that you got from Thanksgiving. It's an outstanding payout. Go with that. So Tua over one and a half passing touchdowns, Tyreek Hill to score a receiving touchdown and Raheem Mostert to score a rushing touchdown plus 575. You're welcome. Ooh, that's good. You know what's interesting about today's game is that we're all in agreement that the Dolphins are going to win and win big. Are we done with the Jets' defense because we just assume that they're demoralized for the, from this season? Like, so much effort for no results? Because the Jets supposedly had a great defense, right? Are we done with yeah, that? Uh, yeah, the Jets had a good defense, but that was under the premise that the offense could at least be competent and score, I don't know, league average. Can you give me 17 points? Can you give me 20 points? The Jets' defense is good enough to make it stick. The only problem is the Jets' offense can't do that. Think about it. The best win the Jets had on the season was against the Eagles, and they won 14-12. Yeah, you can only overcome so much. Is there any chance the Jets win today? I mean, there's always a chance. It's Not the always. There's, always. there's a chance. Crazy things happen all the time in I mean, it, I mean, the only way is if, for whatever reason – Tua can't finish the game or they have a catastrophic injury on Miami. And I'm not wishing that on anybody. That's the only chance that the Jets have. But That's then it. but then you get what you've been asking for all year. Mike White playing in that stadium. You just been asking for it with the with the Jets, not with the Miami Dolphins. So you know, oh can he can't lose? He gets Mike White at MetLife. He's been asking for wow. it. And not Zach Wilson. 
Just saying, Jets, right? Jets fans would be disgusted if that happened. They're probably going to see Mike White anyway, but it's not going to be because the two got hurt. It's going to be because the game is over with. We are and they're on, putting in the backup. We are on to Monday. Greeny with Jeff Turn carrying Gabe Neitzel coming up next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.